Thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yep. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not trying to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. From the top of my head. To the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. Welcome. We're so glad you're joining us today for Jesus the Healer. Go get your Bible, get a notepad, get something to take notes with and follow along with us because we're learning. I said we're learning and we are spending time teaching how to follow the Holy Spirit because he will lead us into health. He will lead us into peace. He will lead us into prosperity, but we have to learn how to follow him. Amen. And so we, we invite you, go back and watch previous episodes if you haven't seen them on this series that we've been teaching because my goodness, there's so, there's so much to be said. And yeah, you'll find out I repeat myself a lot <laughs> because it's, we don't get it with one hearing. We've got to keep hearing and hearing. And so it's my pleasure to get to teach it and we're all learning together. Amen. The Holy Spirit endeavors to lead us in every single facet of life. Um, But many Christians don't know to listen. They don't know to turn to their spirits. They don't know to listen to the Holy Spirit within. Um, But if we will learn to follow him, we will live accurately. Amen. Amen. Um, Dad Hagen would teach us this. He said, if you can teach people to follow their spirits, you can help them in every arena of life. Amen. Know this, the Holy Spirit is most interested in working with the Word. Amen. He always leads us in line with the Word of God. So the more we know the Word, the more we're going to perceive His help. Amen. Um, we don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit by not listening to him, not following him because he came to guide, to lead, to teach, to comfort, to be our standby, an advocate, all these things that the Holy Spirit is in the life of the believer. Uh, we have to give place to him. That means don't ignore him, host him beautifully right? Don't host him in rudeness. <laughs> you know, have, have you ever gone to somebody's house and you say, not looking to go back, not looking forward to going back there again, based on what happened in that home or, or what the flow was like. Well, I don't want the Holy Spirit to ever feel grieved by how I'm treating him. I don't want to ignore him. I don't want to um, overlook him, bypass him. I want to give him proper place. And many times people haven't been taught what that looks like. Yes. And so we're, t- we're, we're dealing with a lot of different things here. And my goodness, we certainly won't cover it all ourselves, but at least we can get some foundational things yes. put in place about understanding how to follow the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Um, if you belong to God, the Holy Spirit's in you. Yes. If you're born again, the Holy Spirit dwells in you. He's in you to lead you. He's in you to guide you. 
Um, Romans 8, chapter, uh, chapter 8, verse 16 tells us, the spirit, in, the spirit itself or himself bears witness with our spirit. Now notice, this is the primary way and the safest way that you can be led is by the Spirit of God bearing witness with your spirit. It's a right of sonship. This is, you don't earn it by reading the Bible. You don't earn it by praying more. But as you read your Bible and as you pray more, you learn to perceive him better. Yes. You learn, you become more sensitive to the Holy Spirit. But reading the Bible doesn't earn the leading. It belongs to you because you're a son of God. That's right. The sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. Amen. Amen. It's a right of sonship. Amen. So he seeks to bear witness with our spirit. If we will pay attention to what he's dealing with us in our spirit about. We've talked about it in the past, but I want to again go over it because many people say, I don't know what that phrase means, bear witness with my spirit. What does that mean? When the spirit of God is leading you to do something through that inward witness, it's not a voice necessarily. It's not, it's not a feeling. I'm talking about an emotional feeling. Um, when he, when, when you, when he's leading you to go a particular way, you'll have peace about going that way. Yes. I'm not talking about mental peace. I'm talking about peace in your spirit. It will seem good in your spirit. Yes. It will seem to fit. It will seem as though there's no hesitation, yes. no red light, no, uh, no caution around it. Yes. I mean, when you go to take that step, you're bold in it. There's an assurance. Yes. I need to, I, this is the way I need to go. That is the inward witness, bearing witness. When you have that certainty, yes. that assurance of moving forward, it seems good. There's no hesitation around it. There's no check on the inside of you. Now, if you shouldn't do it, then there will be a sense of caution. Right. And sometimes that sense of caution can be stronger than at other times. Uh -huh. yeah. It doesn't matter how strong the sense is. Mm -hmm. If it's a slight caution, don't go that way. Right. If it's a great caution, don't go that yes. way. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. There will seem like, uh, I'm not so sure I should be doing this. If you could articulate that from your spirit. You know, there's, I, I don't know why it seems good up here yeah. to do this. But down here, it doesn't seem right. Go with what's down here. There's your safe guide. Because things can look good out here to the mind, to the eye, to the senses and make perfect human sense. But you might have a hesitation of, uh, I don't know why. And you can't even sometimes articulate and put words around why you shouldn't. But you just have a sense, I shouldn't do this. It, it will seem like it doesn't fit. If you should go a certain way, it seems to fit to go that way. But in, if you shouldn't go, it's like, I, I, it just doesn't seem to fit. Mm -hmm. You know, even as a minister, I, I follow the Holy Spirit when I get in the pulpit. The exact same way I follow him in everyday life, I follow him in the spirit, in, in the pulpit that way. Um, if I'm going to go, many times I'll prepare a sermon ahead of time of what seems good to me to preach on. And I get there in the pulpit and go, uh, I like that sermon. That's a good sermon. But in here, it doesn't seem like I'm to go that way. So what do I do? I stop. 
if I'm, if I'm prepared to go a certain direction, but what I've prepared doesn't seem to fit when I get in the room, right. when I get in the pulpit, when I get where that anointing is, I stop. If, I, if it doesn't seem to fit, I don't just keep preaching it because I planned it. I pay attention. I look here and, oh, that doesn't quite seem to fit. Then I say, okay, okay, God, then what do you want me to do? Sometimes he'll direct me toward a different sermon. Sometimes he'll want me to lay hands on somebody. Sometimes he'll want me to just, if I could say, exhort the people regarding something. But if he's checking me, it's because there's a different direction. In your everyday life, he'll do the same thing. If, you, if something doesn't fit, don't just barrel right past it. There's a reason. Stop and say, why is that not fitting? Holy Spirit, what are you trying to get my attention about? You see, make yourself sensitive. Pay attention. Don't just keep stepping over and overriding what you sense in here. And you say, well, I don't know why I shouldn't go that way. You don't have to know why. Usually when you don't know why, it's probably more important that you don't go that way than when you do know why not to go a certain direction. Amen. Because I tell you what, you don't have to know why to obey him. You do not know, have to know why. I mean, if your children, you say, um, I want this house, I want this, this family room cleaned up in the next 15 minutes. Why? Mm. <laughs> right? That why question doesn't go over good with a parent. They don't have to explain to you that there's company coming over and they're going to be here in 15 minutes. So they want that cleaned up in the next 15 minutes. They don't have to explain that to you as a parent, right? Well, then when the Holy Spirit checks us and we go, Why? What does that sound like? Mm. It's the same category. Sometimes we may know why. He may say, don't do this because I have something better for you. He may say that. But if he doesn't tell us why, just because we don't know why does not dismiss us from obedience. We still need to obey. Amen. Just like we want our children to obey without explanation. Amen. Amen. Uh, Isaiah 55 verse 12 tells us, for you shall go out with joy and look at this, be led forth with peace. So notice this, if you have peace about something, that's all the clarity you need, go for it. Move that direction. Don't wait to hear a voice. Don't wait for some spectacular feeling. Mm -hmm. If you have peace, the Holy Spirit leads through peace. Amen. Amen. Follow the peace that guides follow the peace that leads us. Amen. As I said many times, um, because God has committed himself to lead his children by that inward witness, um, then it can't be hard. It can't be hard to do because then all, all, if it were hard and complicated and too spiritually deep, (laughs) so to speak, then, then it would not be a successful way for all of his children to be led. But God has God has put in place the most successful way for us to be led, and that's following the inward witness. Meaning this, you can know the inward witness leading in a moment. You don't have to take time to pray an hour, pray a couple days. Now, I'm not saying you don't take those times, but I'm saying in a moment of emergency, you can turn in a moment and know exactly what to do. The more skillful you are 
at being sensitive to the Holy Spirit, the quicker you'll perceive how he's leading. Now notice that. Because it's not when an emergency or a situation, a question arises, do I, take, do I go this direction? Do I buy this? Do I not buy that? It doesn't take the Holy Spirit a long time to, to, to guide you in that. It's not going to take him a day or two to figure out, well, how should I lead them? In a moment, in a moment, the divine genius on the inside knows what the right answer is for that. And in that same moment that you will turn to him, you can know how he's leading. Many times we know how he's leading, but we don't like it. <laughs> let's come on. Let's be, come on now. Don't let me be the only one up here singing a solo. Let's have a choir. <laughs> you know, there have been times that on the inside of you, you've sensed, uh, I shouldn't do this or I don't have peace about doing this, but you wanted to. And then you go, well, I'm going to pray about it. A prayer of disobedience. Listen, We've all got flesh that we get to work with, to get to step over, right? So you, you want to do something, but you have a sense not to do it. And so we say, well, I'm going to pray about it and act like we're being spiritual when we're really being disobedient. Or we don't want to do something and we know he's leading us to do something. Well, I'm going to pray about that. If you got peace about it, even if your mind doesn't like it, even if your will is a, a little bit different direction. Yes. If you've got peace about it, you're safe doing it. Go ahead and do it. Yeah. And really many times, I don't know about you, but I've learned this. When I perceive something and I have peace about doing something and I, and I go to pray longer, it doesn't, I don't get like a, a, an additional leading yeah. because the inward witness is enough. The inward witness is enough. And you, you say, well, Pastor Nancy, this is a big decision. The inward witness is enough. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Um, well, it's a lot of money involved. The inward witness is a safe guide. Yes. It's enough. Amen. Amen. Practice following the peace. Yes. Practice following it in your everyday life. And it's not hard because all of his children could do it. That's right. Because he is not formulating and assigning a way of leading his children in a way that's going to lead them into difficulty. That's right. Amen. It's an easy, it's an easy thing to know. Yeah. Amen. So yeah. what you need to say, it's easy for me to know how God's leading me. But see, when you get in, the, now what makes it hard when you get in that mental arena? Oh, yes. That's what makes it hard. Now turn with me if you would. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 27. Proverbs chapter 20. In verse 27, it reads this, The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts, inward parts, inward parts of the belly. Notice this. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. What's that mean? Well, when this was written, the, the, the way of light, lighting up dark, was candles. Yes. Today, we use light bulbs, right? We could say it this way and it'd still be the exact same thing. The spirit of man is the light bulb of the Lord. Yes. Meaning this, he's going to enlighten us yes. through our spirit. The spirit of man is what God lights. Yes. When we're to go a certain direction on the, in our spirit, we have light. Yes, go that way. Yes. Amen. He enlightens us through our spirit, not through our minds. 
not through our emotions, not through our feelings, not through our past, mm -hmm. not through how he led somebody else, but through our own spirit. Yes. Amen. Many miss it because they're looking to their minds. Mm -hmm. They're looking to their feelings. They think that a really great idea on paper, that's God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just, something may be a great idea, but that doesn't mean it came from God. Right. Amen. Yeah. Now, don't misunderstand me. God will give divine ideas. Yeah. And things that he may communicate to you will float up and enlighten your mind and you can have a divine idea. But every good idea did not come from God right. for your life. Mm -hmm. Because uh, sometimes the devil would like to offer you a real good idea to get you off the plan. Right. Yeah. Amen. When the devil wants to take you off course, he doesn't take you off with a bad idea. Sure. He makes an idea look good, sound good, yeah. seem good to you. Yeah. Amen. Amen. But know this. Um, learning to follow here. Uh, it's not following the reasonings. It's not making a list of pros and cons right. and going, well, I'm going to list the pros and I'm going to list the cons and then the one that outweighs it. Mm -hmm. Let me just tell you what the pro is, mm -hmm. whatever the Spirit tells you to yeah. do. There's your pro. Yeah. And you might have a two-page list of cons, yeah. but that one pro trumps everything. Yeah. What is the Spirit of God leading you to do? Yes. Amen. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> in practicing, um, I mean, even in, even in sports, they don't play a game. Uh, they play a game with an opponent after they've practiced. Mm -hmm. They don't show up on the field with an opponent until there's been practice sessions. Right. The Holy Spirit is, is every bit wiser than that. Yeah. He's not going to send you to the emergencies of life as your practice ground. He's going to endeavor to train you on the unimportant everyday things of life as your practice ground because he wants you to have experience at recognizing his leading. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So he will use the unimportant. But because it is an unimportant thing, don't treat the practice session as unimportant. Oh, now let me say it to you this way. I remember years ago, for example, I, going in to buy a piece of furniture. I needed a piece of furniture. I had the money for a piece of furniture. I found a piece of furniture I wanted. Got up, going to pay for it, and on the inside of it, the Holy Spirit checked me. And I don't know why. I didn't know why when I was standing there. This was years ago, 25 years ago. And I'm going, I don't know why he, he's telling me not to buy this. Nothing wrong with it. I got the money for it. I need it. This is what I wanted. And he'll say, don't buy that. And I feel like, oh, well, that's what I'm here to do, yeah. you see? Yeah. And it's so easy to get back in the natural yes. and just go on because there certainly this has no spiritual significance. Yeah. This piece of furniture has no spiritual significance yeah. in my life right. or the life of anyone else. No, it probably doesn't, except for this. It's training ground. Training yeah. ground. Yeah. That makes it important. Yes. The furniture wasn't important. The training session was important. Oh, I have, listen, in my younger days, 30 years ago, I remember there were times I go, it doesn't make sense why I can't buy it. I'm buying it. And I get home and I'm grieved in my spirit. And every time I look at that piece of furniture, I'm grieved. Yeah. Why am I grieved over a piece of furniture? I'm not grieved over a furniture. My spirit is grieved because I disregarded the Holy Spirit about that furniture. 
The Holy Spirit wants to train us on the unimportant Mm -hmm. so that we have experience with Him. And that is so, that is, that's where, that's what makes that event important is experience with Him. And so that's why, and I have at different times in years past, I have overstepped it because I thought it's not important whether I buy this or not. No, it's probably not important, but it's important that you learn Him. That's where the importance is. So His involvement makes it important. No, the furniture's involvement is not what made it important. His involvement is what made it important. Amen? Amen? So allow Him to be your tutor. Allow him to lead you and guide you. And uh, don't dismiss anything, no matter how the reasoning of the mind calls it unimportant. If he's involved, there's profit to it if you'll follow him. Amen. Amen. And I am so glad I learned to follow him because there came a day when my husband was no longer here as the the lead of our family. Mm -hmm. And I'm so grateful I had experience with the Holy Spirit that it wasn't at a time of emergency that I'm trying to learn how to follow. Following the Holy Spirit has to be learned. He doesn't have to learn how to lead. He knows how to lead masterfully. It's us learning how to follow because we've spent our life following our minds. We've spent our life following our feelings following our emotions. Now we've got a higher way to follow, following our spirits. We've got to learn that. I mean, as a child, it doesn't take much practice for a child to learn to follow their feelings, right? I mean, they come out screaming and if their bellies aren't full, brother, they start screaming. Or if you took their toy, they start screaming. They're following their feelings and emotions. They get real good at it, right? Well, we have to become skillful at following here when our emotions and feelings and mind tells us something different that we go, I don't care what my mind is telling me, my spirit is right because God is, is, is enlightening me through my spirit, not yes. through my mind. Yes. Now, let me make something clear. When the spirit of God who is in your spirit, he communicates to your spirit, the mind of God, the wisdom of God, the plan of God, the word of God. He communicates to you, to your spirit. Then your spirit, what your spirit knows floats up and enlightens your mind. And until your mind gains knowledge of what he's leading you to do, there are things your spirit knows that your mind hadn't caught up with yet. And you can't employ it till your mind catches up. Does that make sense to you? It comes to your mind. What God says to you comes to your mind from your spirit, but it did not originate with your mind. When we, the reasonings of man, the mind of man, even the devil, it comes to the mind from out here. Or your own reasonings, you thought it up. Mm -hmm. Either from the devil's counsel or from this counsel. Mm -hmm. Um, So what your your mind, it does have to dawn on you. It has to dawn first on your spirit and then it will enlighten your mind. I mean, there have have been times that, um, for just for example, I've known, I, I have a sense that I need to hire such and such a person. You know, I've had a sense of that. And I had it in my mind that they were for a certain position. And then all of a sudden one day it floats up, and I go, oh, it's not that position. They're to be in this position. 
But if I was going to buy what I thought, mm -hmm. I'd have put him in the wrong position. Yeah. Right. See, I picked up, I was to, I was to hire somebody, mm -hmm. but I, I thought get him in a different position. That's why I always take counsel with the spirit within. Yes. Yes. Because what he knows has to float up and enlighten my mind. What he's communi communicated to my spirit has to enlighten my mind. Mm -hmm. So just because something comes to your mind doesn't mean it's you authoring it. Yeah. You just have to realize, did it come from out here against my mind or did it come from in here and float up? and enlighten my mind. And you can learn the difference. Yes. Pay attention yes. to the difference. Yes. Because your mind will get involved. Listen, your flesh is here. Your spirit is here. They're at enmity. <laughs> one's always going to be on one end of that seesaw and one's going to be on the other end. The mind is the variable. The mind is what goes in between. If the mind is full of the word and is renewed, it sides in with the spirit. If the mind does not know the word and is not renewed with the word, it sides in with the flesh. Yes. So you have to learn what came to my mind. Did that come from my spirit or did that come from out here? That's part of the learning process. Amen. So what the spirit is leading you to do will float up and enlighten your mind. I remember, I'll tell you this, years ago, I'm, I, I like animals. I like animals. And I, I was looking to get a dog. And I, I've never had this, but this one time it happened. I didn't know what kind of dog I wanted. Well, one day I had a quick mini vision, M-I-N-I, -I, a quick mini, just a quick flash of a certain dog. And I go, I don't even know what kind of dog that is. A few days later, I was talking to a pastor and, and I was telling him, you know, I was looking for a dog. And they said, oh, we have a person in our church who had, they have a litter of puppies wool. Would you want one? I go, well, what does it look like? And they go, well, it's white. Well, that wasn't what I saw. I said, yeah, go ahead and give it to me. Well, I'm praying one day and I keep having floating up to my mind about the dog. And I go, God, I'm trying to pray and be spiritual. All I can think about is a dog. Would that be you? It dawned on me after, after me trying to get rid of this thought and I couldn't get rid of it. Would that be you? And he said, if you won't obey me over a dog, how will you obey me over a ministry? You see, I just thought it's no big deal, but he was leading me to train me. Yes. And it floated up and enlightened my mind. And then when he was dealing with me, I just couldn't get past this in my mind. Why? Because I couldn't get past it in my spirit. Well, you don't want to miss next time. <laughs> I ended up with the right dog, just to let you know. But anyway, uh, we're just so glad you're joining us. Don't miss next time. And until next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. In this important book by Nancy Dufresne, Following the Holy Spirit, you will learn how to recognize and follow the leading of the Spirit and receive God's help in every arena of your life. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. God has provided a way for His children to have ongoing visitations from Him. But many Christians don't recognize these visitations. Your life will be changed as you meditate on the revelations in this book, Visitations from God by Nancy Dufresne. Order your copy now at DufresneMinistries.org. This is Pastor Nancy Dufresne inviting you to join us for our annual Ladies' Conference right here in Murrieta, California, October the 3rd through the 5th 
Tuesday through Thursday. We invite you to go to our website at DufresneMinistries.org and get more information. We look forward to seeing you there. God bless you. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.